0: What's up, Brad Dadders? This is episode 13. Sal and Rob bringing you a new episode. We have another guest with us tonight. Ernest, say hello. Hey,
1: hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am well. Thank right, you for uh, joining us on the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Uh, my name is Ernest, uh, Ernest James on Instagram. I'm Minister Ernest James. Um, I have Uh, Two platforms that I'm active on, on Instagram, one is Friend to Fatherless Daughters, which is an uh, account where I um, address fatherless daughter issues, um, you know, from a man's point of view and helping fatherless daughters. And the other one is Man Up Ministries, which is a male mentor, mentor, it's a male mentor group that I um, use to uh, mentor young men. Um, but I am a father of one biological child, which is my daughter, and I am a stepfather to four young men, uh, the youngest one being 19 now, and the oldest one being 23 now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh,
1: wow. wow. Yep.
2: Five kids. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I, well, I've always, I always wanted five kids because uh, I come from a family of nine, Well, it's right. nine kids, so I came from a big family, so I always wanted you know, more kids. So, yeah.
0: So, can you tell me a little bit more about the male ministry and the, and the like, tutoring? I'm, I'm very interested in that. I started it um, because I
2: was always, I've always been interested in um, going, being able to give back, more or less, right, to to young men who grew up without their fathers. Um, I was blessed to have my mom and my dad, and be grow grow up in a two family household, and uh, m- a majority of my friends and even some of my family didn't, you know, um, and and so just growing up, I always had that thing within me that I've always I wanted to to help, you know, I wanted to, to address it in some way, and so. As I got older, I, I started putting this program together. Um, and it really, it was supposed to really like kick off full force uh, right before COVID, because a friend of mine is a, he is a uh, want to say a counselor at, at a school. And so I connected with him and we were gonna start an after-school program and we were putting it all together, and then COVID hit. And so it kind of put everything on hold. And uh, I was new to Instagram. And so I said, well, you know, just being on there, I said, well, just let me start, let me start something. And so I started it on Instagram. uh, And then when I started my other platform, which is the Friends of Fatherless Daughters, that one kind of took off real quick. And so a lot of my attention went there, but I am working on some more stuff with with the mentoring program. I'm working on a book and I'm working on a online course. Uh, to go along with it. So it's it's still in the works, so. And you have five kids. Do you find any time to do do anything? (laughs) Well, I'm I'm lucky uh, at this point now because my youngest, which is my daughter, is 18. So she's graduating from high school uh, this year, actually in in May, she graduates from high school. So most of my uh, full hands-on parenting is kind of finished. (laughs) because they all old enough to kind of move on their own, but just uh, minimal guidance from me, you know, so that's now I have a lot of more free time. But yeah, before then, it was, it was hectic, because we had, you know, football practice and basketball practice and this and that. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Yeah, our spring sports just started uh, this past weekend. And uh, I I have three girls, nine, 10 and 11. And we were on the field from eight in the morning till about three in the afternoon so that was just yesterday wasn't it yeah today's monday (laughs) (laughs) so that was yesterday (laughs) i get my days mixed up
0: so what challenges have you faced with raising your kids
1: well the most well i'm
2: gonna say unique challenge was like i said my daughter is my only biological child so when me and my wife got married she already had the four boys And I think the oldest one was 10 um, when I came in. Now, I've I've always known them. Me and my wife, uh, funny story, we're each other's first boyfriend and girlfriend when we was like 12, you know. Mm -hmm. So I've always known her. I've always known, even when, you know, she had the kids, she was married before, she had the kids. Um, Our families are, are connected to the point that my mother was the godmother to her oldest son you know so we've always been connected you know but we just kind of went our separate ways and was doing our own thing so um when we did come back together and to come into that dynamic where you know like i said she has four sons and the oldest one was 10 and then you know the other three are a little younger so i think that with with that situation to me just from my personal view it was harder Uh, to kind of work with her on changing her mindset than it was with changing the kids. You know what I'm saying? Because they were still young. And I'm like, I I got them. You know, (laughs) I can mold them. They're still young enough where they were moldable, you know. But it was to get her out of that kind of single mother thought process, you know. So it was a little harder to get her to adjust to me as being a father to her son's it was for them to receive me as a father
0: so what is the one special thing you do with your kids and family that turned into a family tradition
2: um you know what before uh before i came um before me and my wife got together um i don't think they ever was doing like family uh trips should i say and so when we got together, that was one thing that I started doing. Um, You know, we started, okay, every year we're going somewhere as a family, you know, so we started doing that. And then now, like I said, with my boys being older, you know, I got uh, one that's in the army, two of them that's married to uh, girls that's in the army, one from college. So now, like with my daughter, she's the only one still. So now, what I started, uh, like two years ago, now me and my daughter take a trip with just the two of us. So it's just like daddy daughter time, and we go somewhere. Last year, we went to uh, San Antonio, Texas, and we went to uh, Six Flags out there and everything. So that
1: was that was nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's much needed. Uh, that's much needed daddy daughter time. Do you do a daddy daughter yeah. trip? Uh, we we don't do a daddy daughter trip. We do so. Like I said before, I have three girls. What we do is when it's their birthday, we take them out for dinner. So it's me, my wife, and my daughter. And it's alone time with with mom and dad for for the entire night. And we've done it since, I think we started it when they were five. And and, and they, they love it. They love it. So now we do a milestone birthday, 10 years old. We gave them the option to choose where they wanted to go. Um, my oldest daughter, she chose uh, Universal Studios. So we took it to Universal two years ago. Then my middle daughter, she was 10 last year, but during the pandemic, um, we couldn't do anything. So we got to make up for, for lost trips <laughs> this year. So we got two two trips to take this year with, our, with uh, my uh, soon to be 11 year old and soon to be 10 year old. That's right, yeah. Uh,
0: so, our kids always teach us something, right? And I, you know, I know my kids have taught me plenty. What have you learned from raising your kids?
1: And you may have different experiences because some of your kids are a lot older than mine. <laughs> you, the, the number one response we get is patience.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and it, it's funny you said that. Uh, I just had a, a conversation uh, with my wife uh, a couple of days ago and our youngest, who's, who's 19 now and, and in college, uh, they were having their own conversation or whatever. And in their conversation, he said this to her, which which he, she came back and told me about it was, he said one of the things that, uh, I guess I could say he didn't like for a chance of a, another word is, I didn't give them a chance to grow up, right? And the thing with that was, by me growing up with my dad, my dad taught us a lot, right? And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to give y'all this information of what it is to be a man, and you know, so I'm like, all right, responsibility. Let's go, and you know, so I, I, in hindsight, you know, I guess from him saying that maybe I was putting too much responsibility too early, you know, yeah. uh, but I, I, I still don't really see it because to me it has to be a balance, right? You got your playtime and then you got your work time, you know, and it has to be a balance. And in their life, even after I came uh, into it, it was always a lot of playtime, you know, and that comes from the, the single mother thing, you know, I always trying to compensate from the father not being there, you know, and so it was, it was always a lot of playtime and I always, okay, what do you want? And let's go here. And, you know you know so i came with the other side like okay it's it's cool to have the you know play time but we we got to work too you know but i guess uh maybe i was uh, came off a little too strong in the responsibility <laughs> side of it you know till that like i said he's he's 19 now and he said that's one of the things that stuck out to him i guess uh, you know well, that's maybe,
0: feed, that's like a very um insightful seed, feedback from a 19 year old yeah
1: well he's, he's that- smart He's a, he's a smart one. Was was that a challenge uh, coming in when the oldest was 10 years old and and you start trying to, you know, implement um, responsibilities and chores and stuff like that? Did you get a lot of pushback from, from the 10 year old at the time?
2: Okay. Now this is funny. It goes back to what (laughs) I I said earlier. I didn't get pushback from the kids. I got pushback from the mom.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
2: I'll, I'll tell you a story. The so, very the, first time, so the
1: kids the kids were receptive?
2: Yes, the, wow. kids were, okay. the kids were receptive of it. So when we first started dating, right, so the first time I spent the night uh, at her home, she got up in the morning, got the kids ready for school, sent them off because the school was like across the street from the house so they, was, they could walk right across the street. So she got up, got the kids ready to go to school, sent them you know, out the door to school, And then she started, you know, cleaning up, washing, cleaning, you know, making sure everything was cool in in the house. I'm like, okay, cool. So when they came home that afternoon, you know, everybody playing and, you know, doing their own thing or whatever. And so by the time it goes to bed, time to go to bed, it's like dishes everywhere, it's clothes everywhere, you know, because the kids is just being kids. So we go to bed, we wake up the next day, and she starts all over again get them up for school, send them off to school, start cleaning up, whatever. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. This is what you do every day? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that, that stops. So when they came home that afternoon, I, I started with the chores. Like, all right, this is how you use a washing machine. This is how you do the dryer. You know, this is how you wash dishes. And like I said, they were receptive to it. She wasn't, you know, because she's like, well, I got to do this, I got to do that. And I'm like, no, you, you can't do that because now... You're taking on so much responsibility that it doesn't leave them room to grow. Right. And the only thing with with responsibility, you only get responsible by being responsible. It's not something you can just decide to do one day. I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to be a responsible guy today. If you haven't been working at it, you're not going to get it. You know. So even as young adult men that they are now. That's still, they still fight with that, you know, being able to do things on their own and not having to call one of us like, oh, how do I put oil in the car? Or how do I, you know, open a bank account? You know, all this stuff that, you know, a lot of it, she's always done for them. So now it's, it's showing. And I, you know, I don't, I don't like to be the guy to say, I told you so, but, you know, I am like, <laughs> that's what I was trying to tell you. It's hey, going to grow up one day. Use your words <laughs> wisely. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I got more kickback from her than I did with them. And it was like, you know, when they got older, so when they started hitting like 17, 18, then I started getting kickback from them, you know. But in the beginning, just coming in, they were like, oh, cool. I, I didn't know how to use the washer. So now they pushing the buttons, you know. <laughs> they, were, they were kind of good to know. But it was you know what?
1: kickback you from set, her. You set the foundation. Yeah. You- the process forward. So now they've gained a sense of responsibility, and, and they know how you know they know what it takes to do things instead of having everything done for themselves.
2: Yeah, and that but, and that's what I told her. You know, like I said, when they started getting older, like in the in the mid teens, that's when I you know started having little issues with it. But mainly, it was because she still would do it. Like if we were like, okay, tonight you wash the dishes, and they didn't do it she would get up and wash it. And I'm like, no, because once they know that you're going to do it, then they're just not going to do it. Cause they know, oh, mama, going, mama going to do it. You know? And so, like I said, now as young men, they're they're dealing with that because they're out there to pick up the slack. And so now they got to, all right, I got to, you know, I got to figure it out.
1: Nice. That's, that's yeah. And starting, starting young, you know, I tried, I tried when my daughter was three and she just looked at me like, what? <laughs> A bad dad joke.
2: <laughs> and you know what and it, it was the opposite with my daughter. Now my daughter, when she was little, she was the one like, Dad, I want to wash the dishes. Now tomorrow when she was like really young, she was like, dad you know push the push the uh, chair up to the sink so she could stand up and wash the dishes. And even like when she turned before she turned 16 or even uh, before she was old enough to drive, she' was like, I want to learn how to drive. You know, she's like, I want to get a job. She was already, her mind was oh, wow. already focused, you know? That's so great. as soon as she turned 16, she was like, all right, I'm ready to work. You know, with my sons, they're like 16 and I'm like, it's time to go to work. And they're like, yeah.
1: What's that?
2: They're like 18 and I'm like, dude, you know, but yeah. But my daughter was just the opposite. I guess she, she got that from me. She was just ready to go.
1: My daughters actually fight for, for who's going to wash the dishes because they hate <laughs> to the dry. He sent my house, because <laughs> <laughs> you know my wife and I. Uh, when I do, I work from home, and my wife has been working from home ever since the pandemic. And when we when we we make dinner, we make dinner and then try to get back to work. Anything that we missed, and, and we ask kids, "Hey, can you wash the dishes?" And, and it's a, it's a fight: you know, who's going to wash and who's going to dry and who's going to put away. <laughs> my wife cooks. I wash.
0: That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> we we want them to clear the table. That's good.
1: They clear the table,
0: <laughs> but they're responsible for like the garbage and all that stuff. Garbage recycling, so that's their primary so, responsibility.
1: So you, you said I had a terrible dad joke before. That so, was a terrible dad, dad joke.
0: joke. So, three years old trying to get her to do chores. Like, <laughs> 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 so we're gonna
1: we're gonna, we're gonna ask um, Ernest if he has a, a a dad joke for us.
2: Well, you know what I I have a joke. Uh, it's not really funny. <laughs> <our south>. but, <laughs> but it did add to my to my mission right so uh, like i said growing up i grew up with my mom and my dad you know a two-parent household and a lot of my friends did and a lot of the guys that we grew up with they didn't and um my dad had his own issues you know and so he would he would drink a lot so he would go on binges some he would some days he would go like three months, he wouldn't drink at all. Then it was other times where he was he would go like a month and he was drunk every day. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was something that he battled with for a long time before he he stopped drinking out altogether. So growing up, it was always the jokes about, you know, your dad, I see your dad, he's drunk all the time and all of that, you know. Like, okay. So one day, uh, you know, the guy sitting around joking as, as usual. And one of my friends says to my brother, you know, he gets talking about my dad. Yeah, dad was drunk and I seen him. He can holly hardly walk and whatever is going on and on. And my brother looks at him with a straight face and says, it's funny that you can tell me everything about my dad and I can't tell you anything about yours.
0: Oh. <laughs> and
2: he kind of shut the party down a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, like reality kind of punched everybody oh, in the God. face. But that, that added to my... You know, like I said, to my mission because it was like, wow, you know, it's it's true, you know what I'm saying, and and somebody has to kind of step in and, and help out, you know, to those who are uh, not fortunate enough to have their father in their life, good or bad, you know, with his with his uh, problems and issues that he come with as as being a dad, you know, but he's he's still a dad, you know, so somebody has to step in and be that, you know, that uncle or you know, mentor or uh, pastor or, what, who, or whatever the title you want to use, but be that that father figure or male figure. So that kind of added on to my uh, gave my mission
1: a little bit more of a push. That's that. I mean, that that's a great message. That yeah. that is a great message. Yeah. Is there anything else that uh, some things maybe we didn't ask? Something you'd like to discuss or add to it? tell us a, a little more about your mission or any well, other platforms that you're on?
2: My, my other platform, uh, which kind of was an involuntary platform, which was my uh, friends to fatherless daughters, because I was having some, uh, me and my wife was going through some, some uh, issues in our marriage. And I realized that a lot of it came from unresolved issues. With her not having her father in her life, right? So with me coming from a background where I had my mom and my dad, and then her coming from a, a single mother background, there were some, some issues that she had by her father not being in her life that came up later, you know? And so with us going through those, those issues and all of that, it, it opened up my eyes to. Realized number one, that every girl that I had ever dated was a fatherless daughter, you know, and so that kind of stuck out to me. And, you know, going through the, the different things, what I was going through with my wife, and it made me dive into, you know, the fatherless daughter and the, and the problems that they deal with. And that's kind of what made me start that platform. And so I just wanna leave a, a message that you know to the, to the dads, your, your presence is needed with your sons, definitely, but even more so with your daughters. And that reflection that you bring to the forefront of what's acceptable, how you should be talked to, how you should be treated, what you should look for in a man, Absolutely. You know what you be look for just in your male friends. You know that is a wealth of information that every daughter needs. You know, so if I can leave anything, definitely be in your kids' life as a whole. But if you happen to be a, a, a dad, a girl dad, one hundred percent, make sure that you you nurture that relationship.
0: I got three. <laughs> <laughs> Are the dogs female
1: or male? No, no, that's the one rule of my house. Dogs always <laughs> dogs,
0: lot of females in this
1: house. Dogs have to be males. There's no female dogs in my house. So do you, so you want to plug? You so
0: I know we have the two Instagram handles, but is there a, any Twitter or TikTok or any of the other uh, social media platforms you wanna you want to plug?
2: Uh no, just just those two all right
0: you're an instagram guy like us i we're we're not we're like bombing on every other social media platform like we're just not
1: because there's so much to to keep track of I'm trying to keep track of every freaking so. social media platform holy and and yeah these kids and and be a, a husband to your wife and you know yeah well it's if one of the better episodes shout-out. that's
0: not i don't have to edit it out because we're doing a better job and it's live stream. So everyone's already seen it at this point. So i really have to edit it. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but it, it was a pleasure to have you on, really. I hope we can bring you back again Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. I
1: definitely look forward to an uh, interview uh, again in the future, touch base, see how the uh, the new platforms are going. No problem, guys. I'm, I'm glad to be on. Okay. All right. All
0: right Ernest. Thank you so much, Ernest. Pleasure meeting you. All
1: right. You. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a see you. Take care. Right, later.
0: All right. And that was Ernest. That was a great interview.
1: That was a good, good interview. That, right. dude, that's uh that, that's amazing, man. Five kids. He's he's one of nine. That's huge. Yeah, I,
0: I liked his shirt and I hope I can read it before he ha- hangs out. It says, Deal with the problem, heal from the pain, fulfill your purpose. And that's Ernest's shirt on uh on on our Zoom call. I'm not sure if that will resonate. Uh I think he actually has it. I saw it uh, on, Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram so I had seen it previously, so I couldn't remember, but I'm glad it it's up there and uh, and still visible. So with
1: that said, I think we have to cut to our sponsor. Yes. Amster's Prospect Tavern in Waldwick is a family owned and operated since 1926, 1926. Amster's Prospect Tavern is truly the place where everyone knows your name. And not just because it's run by the owner, Norm, which Norm is an awesome dude. Um, they have a real family and hometown vibe excellent pub grub like their famous mozzarella bites or cheesesteak egg rolls both which are homemade right in their kitchen deb you are awesome
0: which one's your favorite sal
1: i'm gonna say the cheesesteak egg rolls (laughs) dude dude, they're so (laughs) good oh my god (laughs) i i can house like two orders (laughs) they are really good uh if you're not in the mood for pub grub uh, hold on. If you're not in the mood for pub grub, you can try their excellent selection of upscale weekly specials offered Tuesday through Saturday, like veal osso buco, slow cooked short ribs, filet mignon, and lobster tail, just to name a few. They take pride in serving excellent food and making their customers feel right at home there at Amster's. Uh, a, a little uh, little history on the building there. If you actually go to Amster's and you look at the building. You look up uh, years and years and years ago, they used to put the date when the, the building was uh, built. So I asked Norm because on their website, it says built in 1926. And if you actually look up, it says 1927. And I, I asked him about that. He goes, yeah, that's because the Masons couldn't make a six. So they made a seven. <laughs> if you think about it, it's easier to make a seven than a six. I guess. It's two straight lines. Yes. Story, right? Kind this of one's diagonal. Yeah. So. Our dad lesson for today is to not worry about things you cannot control as it will bring unnecessary stress. A, that's a good lesson. Yeah, because, I mean, I, mean, I always said don't cry or spilled milk.
0: Uh, same, similar analogy, sim- similar lesson, but this is, I think, more eloquent. Yes. Yes. Don't stress. All right. So are we going to break for the bourbon tasting or are we going right into it? We're live.
1: We can. Here's our break. <laughs> uh, we, the, the write-up's not ready.
0: All right. Well, for the live viewers at home, you'll have to tune in and listen. Next time. No, a word from our sponsor, <laughs> Dynamic Wealth Consulting, LLC. Where client financial education is the driving force to the realization of goal planning and financial empowerment. Rich Politito and Dynamic Wealth Consulting specialize in developing a financial plan for clients, which include asset management, insurance review, and estate preservation. The firm assists clients ranging from young goal oriented professionals, like Sal was about 30 years ago, to the retiree and everyone in between. To have a null obligation, Conversation with Dynamic Wealth Consulting, please call 201-383-2277 and tell them the Rad Dad sent you.
1: So basically, if you're looking for some advice on what to do with your retirement money, 401k, or some extra cash that you have under the mattress, give Rich a call. We'll give you some advice. Rich, where does Sal put his money
0: under the mattress? I mean,
1: sorry. (laughs) Give Rich a call, 201-383-2277. What's up, Rad Dads? As promised, the bourbon review for the evening. Tonight, we are reviewing Redwood Empire, the Lost Monarch. It is a blend of straight whiskeys. Where'd the bottle go? <laughs> Here's the bottle. The pile's empty. <laughs> Oh, well, so you put, what, you put in the trash? Or I put it in the trash. Oh, all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Lost Marnock,
1: or the Lost Bottle. Oh, the Lost Bottle. Uh, alcohol classification. It's a blend of straight whiskeys. Distillery is uh, the Redwood uh, Redwood Empire Distillery. Uh, proof is 90, 90 proof, 45% alcohol by volume. Age, since this is a blend, it is a blend of four to 12-year-old bourbons and um, three to five-year-old rye whiskeys. Filtration is undisclosed, batch size is unknown, the mash bill. So since it is a blend, as I said, it is 60% rye, which is uh, made up of 95% rye, 5% malted barley. And then the bourbon side of it is 40% bourbon, 75% corn, 21% raw rye, and 4% malted barley. Awards in 2019, I got the double gold medal for the San Francisco World Spirit Competition. Um, Color, I'm going to go with a dark amber. Ooh, I was going medium amber. Medium amber, all right. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Close. Um, Price point, anywhere, depending on where you are, 45 to 55. Five dollars per bottle to 750 ml. A little, there's no history, but what I want to tell you about this distillery, it's actually really, really cool. For every bottle that they sell, they will plant a tree, which I thought was pretty cool. The the distillery is located in in, uh, California. So to date, they have planted 225,450 trees, 15 trees. Th- that's actually pretty cool. Um, nose and aroma. I get cinnamon, vanilla, rye spice, and I get on the third glass, the dry glass, I get the oak undertone. I know you said you didn't get it.
0: I get the oak. I got the vanilla, I got the rye the spice.
1: I also got the cinnamon. No oak for me. Yeah, I, I need a little oak undertone. Tasting notes, uh, as always, we taste our bourbon neat. Uh, Get a little spice from the rye and the sweetness from the corn. Uh, Also, get vanilla and caramel or caramel, however you'd like to pronounce that. Yeah, I still get it. (laughs) Wrong pipe. Finish slight burn, but smooth overall, not complex, and it's an easy sipper. Move right along down to the rankings, or do you want to give a nose tasting? You can go first. I'll let you You go. Do you want to do your whole thing?
0: You want to do it before we do the rankings? Sure. All right. So, for me, the nose and aroma cinnamon, vanilla, uh, rye spice, no oak for me, uh, at least for the last time no no uh tasting notes it is definitely a little bit spicy uh with sweet very easy sipper uh ve- very smooth i will also say there's a little burn and the burn goes goes into the chest i would say oh the bottle's back yes you gotta he have f- the bottle for the
1: damn review he found it No, it. oh, it's out of the picture it keeps it's, it's disappearing
0: keeps disappearing so do you
1: there you go uh, you're blocking my view
0: uh so overall, uh, not complex, easy sipper. For me, it's gonna be a shelf staple. So I really think it's a it's a nice bottle for for the price. So as Sal said, it was
1: about 45 to 55 dollars.
0: So I will go down. Do you want me to give my barrel review or sure, barrel rating? But
1: I I, I want to comment, this is definitely uh shelf worthy. So I said shelf it, it's, staple, ooh, man. Oh my god.
0: Shelf staple. It is absolutely a necessity. So my my, I, like I said, it has a little burn. So the aroma, I, honestly, I think the aroma is not as great as some of the other ones, not as unique as some of the other ones. So for the aroma, I am going to go to a one and a half. For the taste, I am going to go to a two and a half. Uh, so that's three, that's four. I don't do math in public. <laughs> and. <laughs> you disappearing. Oh my God. Uh, for price, I really think this is a very well-priced bourbon. I think it is a, is definitely a three. So that's what you mean seven barrel.
1: Wow, seven barrel. Right. Yes, I, I think this is very, this is perfectly priced. Um, it is a smooth bottle. The, 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 the bottle art is actually pretty cool too. Um, easy sipper, definitely shelf worthy. I am going to give this, I think we're going to give it a 7 as well. Because can't beat the price point. Um flavor, not too complex, but very, very uh enjoyable.
0: But listen, we had this Saturday night. Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night, and we just were sipping on it. We didn't really, you know, it's one of those bourbons you can sip on and you're not really getting drunk because it's in, you know, it's a 90 proof and you just enjoy
1: it. It's not punching you in the face. No, it's 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 nice. I gotta get this out of the way because it keep keep disappearing. Bye. And Sal's gone. Do you
0: like our new logo art behind? Which you've never seen because this is probably going to be the first time we drop a YouTube Yeah. Which I need to, yeah, I know. I'm going to have to figure out how to video edit it because I'm going to merge them all, but that shouldn't be too hard.
1: Oh, because the- Yeah, but I don't
0: think it's going to be too bad because I have a couple of weeks lead time for this.
1: Because Rob's the IT guru. I don't know anything about IT.
0: Yeah, meanwhile, he's in the social media department. So uh, we're looking for interns. Anybody want an intern at uh, Incredit Dads?
1: Internship at the Incredit Dads. Yeah, look, it's right up top. Incredit Dads. Incredit Dads. Dads. <laughs> All right, that's it for tonight. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining the episode. Uh, tonight was with Ernest uh, James,
0: minister, minister mentor. mentor. Dad um, of, motivational speaker,
1: motivational speaker, and dad of five, which is amazing. Uh, Ernest, thank you very much. And until next time. Till next time. Later. Thank you.